4: What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, M.G. Marcus Grant. Social distancing alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. How <laughs> is quarantine treating you? It sucks.
5: That's that's exactly <laughs> how it's treating me. Uh, doing what I have to do in order to stay healthy and um, hopefully keep this thing at a minimum. But it sounds like this could be going on for a while. It's, it's surreal, man. Like, just my girlfriend wanted to watch contagion a couple of nights ago and i'm like why would you want to watch it it's on the freaking news so because you know i want to make my girlfriend happy we watched it and it is so weird because all of the terminologies that they use the scenarios from china everything was the same and when the movie ends and typically when a movie ends it's over this movie ended and it's still going on. So it was really strange. I just wish everybody the best out there. And please uh, heed the warnings of the government and do the social distancing. Don't go out unless you have to and uh, kind of deal with the next few weeks, months. We'll see.
4: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Just everybody kind of stay in. It's, it's definitely been weird. It's a weird time for all of us. Uh, a bit of housekeeping. You probably noticed I did not introduce the uh, fantasy Viper Graham Barfield. That is because – Uh, I guess it's a bittersweet situation. Graham uh, announced to us that he is uh, heading out for another venture. I don't think he has officially announced what that is just yet via social media. So you want to keep an eye on his Twitter account. And uh, at some point, I'm sure in the near future, he will announce that. But uh, we're sad to lose lose him. Uh, It's been great for working with him for a couple of seasons here. Uh, He is a a smart guy. He's a talented guy. I'm sure that whatever he does, he uh, he will be the best at it. Um, but it's, it's unfortunate because of this, we didn't get to give him a proper send off. but we want to wish Graham well and, and wish him the best of luck with whatever he's doing.
5: Yeah. I really enjoyed working with him. I mean, he's a super smart kid, which is why we brought him in, in the first place. And, you know, as much as I'm sad to see him go, I'm excited for where he's going in his career. We'll certainly be watching that, uh, with great interest and, um, we wish him all the best. He, he's also a, a really good dude. So, um, uh, he, he will certainly be missed here. No doubt about it.
4: Um, All right. Well, obviously, you guys know what we're talking about. It's all the moves that have happened in free agency. Not all of them were free agent moves, but they all impact fantasy football. At least most of them do. So we will dive headlong into that. But first... Uh, we will go to parts unknown in Los Angeles to talk to our favorite <laughs> producer, <laughs> senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, how are you handling this lockdown right now?
2: Man. Well, uh, right now it's not so bad. Uh, we got this uh, remote podcast thing working out. So that's always good. We always want to deliver our fans during uh, this, especially this NFL free agency window um, uh, fantasy podcast, but um, it's an okay day out. I mean, I know it's been raining our lately, so at least I could sit at home and record with you guys and just look out the window. I try to find the positives, you know, catch up on shows you haven't or movies you, uh, you haven't seen. Uh, because um, I think a lot of people now are kind of freaking out, but, uh, you know, try to make the best of it. So, yeah, I hope uh, you guys and your families just stay uh, healthy. Um, you know, quick note on Graham, too, is uh, I'm going to obviously miss Graham. He was a guy that, that joined and it's like it's a weird thing where you felt like you knew him forever, even though we just kind of met him. He just like uh, just fit in so easily and uh, he was great to work with. And I, I wish him the best. Uh, and then I guess bringing this back to football, I mean, there has been a uh, a ton of news uh, this past week alone, which is a good thing to take our minds off of stuff. Uh, whether it's Tom Brady, DeAndre Hopkins, it's uh, everything we could have hoped for, honestly, to keep us uh, occupied. So I'm pretty excited to, to get into that.
4: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so let's do it. Um, normally we do a news section, but pretty much this is all news. So like, let's just, let's just jump into it uh as as uh, eddie mentioned tom brady sort of the big name right um now the latest reports are that his deal with the bucks isn't completely done there's a sticking point something over where to take the physical this is a whole new thing we have to think about in this new world we live in about where to take physicals when it just seemed like an automatic sort of thing but fabs it looks like tom brady is headed to tampa bay where he will likely finish out his career. so the, the first question, I guess, for me is, what does this do for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in that
5: offense? I don't really think their value changes, to be honest with you. The the big winner here is Tom Brady. Because if he had stayed in New England, considering the pieces that they have right now, he wouldn't have been drafted in a lot of 10-team league. I mean, he averaged 16.5 fantasy points per game. He finishes the QB 12, but down the stretch, I mean, you couldn't start him with any kind of confidence because they didn't have anything. I mean, they had Julian Edmund and basically – much else in the passing game and so you know in terms of brady he goes from maybe a top 10 top 12 fantasy quarterback evans and godwin are going to remain the same they're they're going to both be top 10 guys you know godwin's going to be drafted ahead of evans godwin borderline top five wide receiver it's to, to me it's a it's a nice fit now there have been some rumors out there about antonio brown uh i don't think that's going to happen but as things are Evans is probably going to be a second round pick. Godwin is probably going to end up being end of the first round, second round pick as well. And listen, Tom Brady, I get it. Last year, only about 9% of his pass attempts were over 20-plus air yards. He didn't have anybody to throw to. and and He's 43 years old in August, so he's, he's, he's not a spring chicken anymore, but he's Tom Brady. I feel like he can get it done. And so I still feel like Godwin and Evans are going to be very valuable pieces for fantasy owners. And I mean, Marcus. I think we can both agree they'll probably see more accurate targets too because they're not catching a ball uh, from a dude that threw 30 picks last season.
4: Yeah, I mean, there's that definitely that part. I do wonder about his arm strength. Um, oh, by the way, a heads up because we are, you know, because this is the new quarantine life. You may hear my kid in the background as he's watching his cartoons. Yeah, he what's up, thoughts. buddy? He has <laughs> thoughts on free agency, so uh, Love to be aware of that. But anyway, um. I do wonder about Tom Brady's arm strength, right? We, we saw it. We've seen it sort of decline over the, the last few years, and everybody's made a big deal about how this, is a downfield offense that Bruce Arians has with a couple of wide receivers that can go out and go get it. The other thing I sort of wonder about is whether or not Tom Brady's efficiency will limit the number of opportunities that they have. I mean, Jameis threw the ball a lot because Jameis had to throw the ball a lot because Jameis threw the ball to the other team a lot. Um, mm-hmm. If Tom Brady isn't doing that, does that does that limit the number of snaps, offensive snaps that the Bucks are taking, just because they're being more efficient with what they do? But that being said, I still think I would take, you know, I'm taking Chris Godwin early. I'm taking Mike Evans fairly early. I still think their ceilings are still pretty high.
5: Yeah, no, no And and also remember, like the Buccaneers' defense was bad last year. They gave up about 28 points a game. Now a part of that is because Jameis was turning the ball over a ton, but you still can't tell me that the Buccaneers' defense is going to come out and be, you know, a top five, a top ten unit just because Tom Brady—he's not playing defense, okay? He's not covering wide receivers, he's not rushing the passer. So the defense—this could be, this could be an offense that gets into some shootouts, right? I mean, you're playing Atlanta twice a year, you're playing New Orleans twice a year, a year. You've got a game against Green Bay, you got a game against Kansas City. So that's going to be fun to watch. So Brady is now certainly draftable. I don't know if he's going to be my QB one. He's going to be in that tier with like. Matt Stafford sort of in in that area. So he'll be either a high QB two or a low QB one. But I mean, there weren't, there weren't many places that that Brady could have gone where his value could have been better. And Bruce Arians loves to throw the football.
4: All right. So then, you know, let's, let's flip it back to new England then. Right. Uh, Brady's gone. It seems for the moment, the reports are that the the Patriots aren't looking to go out and add a veteran um, that they may try to roll with Jarrett Stidham. For the oh, short great. term, who knows? I mean, what does this do for guys like Julian Edelman? I mean, there weren't a lot of pieces there that you trusted beyond Edelman. I mean, what does this do to him now?
5: I've, well, the internet is hilarious right now, and we need it because of the situation that we're in. But did you see that mashup where they put Brady's face on Ben Affleck, and they put Julian <laughs> Edelman's face on um, on uh, what would you, you, Jeremy, you know, Jeremy was, Renner? Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Renner, yeah, and um, and they With they comes. were going back and forth about how you know you, you know. I'm going to Florida. If you want to see me kind of thing is hilarious. No, it hurts. So right now, and again, we're recording this, uh, you know, Thursday. So Andy Dalton's name has been mentioned. I don't think Bill Belichick could live with Jameis Winston as his quarterback. He would go insane with all the turnovers. I, I don't know that they would go after Cam Newton. It's an odd, it's an odd situation right now. I mean, Joe Flacco is expected to become a free agent. I don't know if they would go with Joe Flacco. Who knows? But regardless, Everybody in that pass attack, you're going from the greatest quarterback of all time to, I don't know, Andy Dalton. <laughs> I mean, anything is a downgrade. So it's going to be interesting, though, you know, because we haven't had to deal with this, Marcus, in a long, long time where the Patriots' offensive skill position players suddenly, there's a lot of question marks about them. A lot of question marks.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, by the end of the season, it was pretty much just Julian Edelman, maybe some James White. Uh, That was kind of all you could really deal with, uh, all you could really count on. So that's going to be pretty much gone with no no Tom Brady there. So that'll be interesting to watch. I'm sure we'll we'll talk plenty more about it before the season starts. Uh, The other bombshell news that hit on Monday, DeAndre Hopkins, well, I guess it started with the news that David Johnson was being traded to the Houston Texans, which my immediate response was, okay, well, you know, if he stays healthy, then maybe there could be something there. But then the other part of that trade dropped where it was DeAndre Hopkins going back the other way. There were draft picks. Look, it has kind of universally been panned on the Texans side. It seems like the Cardinals got a steal. But, I mean, Fabs, Nuke going to Arizona? I mean, it's good for him. I, I don't know that things change much for him. But man, for for Kyler Murray, that hype train was already off the rails. It's got to be just insane
5: to think of what the draft price is
4: going to be for Kyler Murray now
5: yeah dude I mean I loved Kyler coming out of college because any quarterback who can run with the football I'm gonna love I mean it just <laughs> Jalen Hurts I'm a sleeper but um yeah he's he's QB3 now it's it's Lamar and, and Mahomes no matter what order you want to put those guys in and then there's Kyler he averaged 18 points last year per game uh, as a rookie and uh, yeah Christian Kirk, you know he, he he was he was really excellent in one game against Tampa Bay, but he was overall inconsistent from a fantasy perspective. Larry Fitzgerald's obviously long in the tooth. Andy Isabella didn't make much of an impact outside of that big one that that one big play that he had. Um, but now you're giving him one of the five best wide receivers in the National Football League, so Kyler should easily average over twenty points per game uh, in 2020. And if you think Lamar Jackson is worth a top thirty pick, and you think Mahomes is worth a top 40 pick, then I would not be surprised if Kyler Murray ends up going in the fifth round, which I'll never get him now because that's too high for me. But people are going to go after him like that because they're going to, they're going to see, oh, he'll be the next Lamar Jackson. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's doing what Lamar did, but based on the offense, based on his skill set, based on having nuke, I mean, hell, dude, the sky's the limit.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I was saying at the end of last year that like he was maybe the next guy, the next quarterback to blow up a la, you know, Patrick Mahomes, a la Lamar Jackson, but it, it's going to get out of, out of control now with, with having Nuke Hopkins there. Um, Back to DJ now in Houston. I mean, I I thought, and this is still what I thought that 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 Nuke Hopkins was going to be there, that if he stays healthy, if he looks, he doesn't have to look like the, the breakout David Johnson from a few years ago, but just not like that guy who looked like he was carrying a piano last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being in Houston could be a decent spot for him, but now I'm 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 sort of not as excited about it because one of the big passing weapons is gone. I don't know if I'm am I crazy feeling that way?
5: Ha <laughs> ha! Your son your son agrees with you clearly. He doesn't agree yet. Uh, so so here's here's my thought on David Johnson. He landed in a great spot, a great spot. Why? He's going to be the featured back. Okay, Duke Johnson is there, but. Don't give me Duke Johnson's going to put a serious dent into his touches because David Johnson is a hell of a pass catcher. David Johnson averaged over 20 fantasy points a game in the six games last season before he got hurt. Okay, and he wasn't right. And the one downfall with him is we're worried about his recent proneness to injuries. If David Johnson can play 14 games, he's going to be at worst a high end RB2. Because he is going to see a ton of opportunity, a ton of opportunity. He's going to be, Marcus, he's the centerpiece of the offense. Like, I I get it. Deshaun Watson, you know, is a great quarterback and all. His value is taking a a pretty big hit. But in terms of the talent, offensive skill position, non-quarterback, it's David Johnson way up here. And then it's Will Fuller and Randall Cobb and Kiki QT and Kenny Stills. Like, that's it. So if David can stay healthy, he's a beast. I think he could be uh, worth a third round pick. The problem is we need to make sure that he's healthy and predicting a player's health is, is very difficult. Let's put it that way. So right now he, he's going to be a high RB two in drafts. I would think probably worth a third round pick, maybe a fourth round pick. There's upside there, but there is concern with the injuries.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of pegging him as a guy potentially to be a sleeper if he can, you know, outperform his draft value. But again, health is the biggest part there. Uh, if he can stay on the field, who knows what happens. Um, any interest in any Texans wide receivers? I think maybe Will Fuller. And again, his is another story of, of staying yeah. healthy. Beyond that,
5: I mean, I don't know. But Will Fuller's not a number one. I mean, you, you can't replace New Hopkins. You just can't. I mean, again, he's one of the five best wide receivers in the National Football League. So Fuller, in terms of the pecking order – You're probably seeing Fuller, but Randall Cobb could end up being Deshaun Watson's most reliable target because Fuller has had issues with injuries. Kiki has had injury issues in his short time in the national football league. So Randall Cobb is going to play the slot and he averaged about 10 fantasy points per game with the Cowboys who, and I'm sad to see him go because I thought he played pretty well last season. And with no new Copkins, if Deshaun Watson has issues with the offensive line, which he has uh, in, in his career, why, you know Cobb could end up being his security blanket. So I believe he had 83 targets last year. I would think that Cobb will see a little bit of an increase there. But right now, as it stands in Houston, I don't know that they have a first-round pick. I don't think they have a first-round pick in the draft, but they've got to go uh, with a wide receiver or two in the draft. At this point right now, you're right. Fuller would be the first guy off of that roster I'd take it wide receiver, but Randall Cobb could be a sneaky late round pick.
4: Yeah, it's funny what they're doing. I mean, I, I feel for Deshaun Watson because it just seems like every time he's on the verge of doing some big things, they they figure out a way to just kind of handcuff him a little bit more. So I
5: yeah. Bill o, Bill O'Brien is that fantasy owner that everyone makes trade offers to because you know you can fleece him. Like that that's what he is. Like everybody knows I can get a steal off of, of Bill O'Brien. And Watson, like to me, and I'm not doing my rankings until all of the free agent frenzies kind of cooled down a little bit because it's it's really, uh, it, it's, it's just futile to do it because everything changes uh, and can change at a moment's notice. But right now, I mean, I, I've got three guys ahead of him for sure. Russell might be ahead of him. Dak might be ahead of him. Hell, dude, Josh Allen might be ahead of him now. And I get how good he is. And I get that he can run with the football and that's huge. Losing losing new Hopkins in 150 targets to a superstar is hard, man. That's going to be tough to overcome.
4: No doubt. Okay, so you mentioned Josh Allen, right? Uh, let's get to the, this Stefan Diggs trade, right? He's traded to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he leaves Minnesota. He goes to Buffalo. It seems like he had wanted out of Minnesota anyway for, uh, for a little bit of time. So he kind of gets his wish there. I'm guessing his value sort of stays the same, but this does a lot for Josh Allen, I would imagine.
5: Yeah, I actually think this helps Diggs' value because he had 94 targets last year. That was the the lowest total he's had since he was a rookie. So, like, of course he's going to see more targets. John Brown was over 100 last year, uh, so that's going to decline a little bit. Diggs is, what, 26 in the prime of his career. He is a deep threat with a quarterback who's young and has a friggin' hand cannon. So, yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, he's top, top five quarterback, top six quarterback at worst. He was the QE6, I believe, last season. And Diggs, I, I still think he's a wide receiver, too. But I do feel like his ceiling has increased uh, in Buffalo because you would think they're going to get him the football, especially after the damn boatload of, of picks and stuff they had to trade to get him. So I feel like his value goes up a little bit. And the same with Josh Allen. John Brown uh, certainly will take a little bit of a hit there. What's going to be interesting to see is what they do in the backfield. They have Devin Singletary. You know, Do they go out and they do they try to sign Melvin Gordon? Do they draft another running back? We'll see. But that offense uh, on what is the best team in the AFC East right now, Gonna be pretty, pretty fun to watch. That that's a weird thing to say. I mean, you're not wrong, but it's an oh, uh, no, it is.
4: It's, it's been twenty years of just you know, just assuming it's gonna be the Patriots. So that's it's just a weird thing to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, um, all right, so now some of these other deals that maybe weren't quite as blockbuster or were a little more expected. Uh good news for you, Fabs. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper both staying in Dallas. Yeah, so I'd imagine it's kind of same as it ever was for that offense now in terms of what those guys are going to do potentially uh, in production.
5: Yeah, I, no doubt about that. And the Cowboys, um, they they need to add another wide receiver or two potentially to do that in the draft. Although I think that, you know that early round pick is probably going to be a, a defensive back because we need some help there as well. But no, it's it's all good news from a fantasy perspective. You've got your new triplets. Uh, they're going to remain the same, you know, with Coop with Dak. And uh, and with Zeke, a lot of money there, <laughs> a whole lot of money there. And there's going to be even more money once they figure out a way to freaking sign back. But uh, I, here's one player to watch. And there's there's like three or four tight ends who have seen their value rise so far. And one of them is Blake Jarwin, because Jason Witten went to the Raiders. Like, I, I mean, like, I, it's going to be weird to see Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform. But for me, as a Cowboys fan, seeing Jason Witten in a Las Vegas Raiders jersey is going to be really freaking weird. But Blake Jarwin, who showed some flashes last year, dude, watch out for him, man. He could, especially if the Cowboys don't get a really reliable guy to replace Randall Cobb, Blake Jarwin could be a nice little sleeper in fantasy. Yeah, I really do think that. I think
4: Blake Jarwin going to be one of those guys that you can target late in drafts and potentially get some nice production. Exactly. I Exactly. Mean, Jason, Jason Witten was the tight end, what, 11 last year? Yeah, he um, was. I mean – I mean, I know that some of that was because of just the tight end position, but still, it, it shows that they were really going his direction a lot. So uh, Blake Jarman, I do kind of like as a, as a sleeper this year. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, they are staying put in Tennessee. I fear that for Tannehill, there could be some regression coming because he was outrageously efficient last year. But I think he's still because he can, He's know, the guy who can run with the football if need be. Uh, it's a guy who does have some some kind of nice streaming low end QB one potential this year.
5: Yeah, I, no doubt. And you know when I, when I do my rankings, uh, he's not going to be in the top ten. He's probably going to be behind Tom Brady. He's going to be behind Carson Wentz. He'll be clearly behind Breeze. But people forget that in the ten games that he was a starter for the Titans, two quarterbacks had more fantasy points: Lamar Jackson and Ryan Fitzfreakin' Patrick. Okay, Ryan Tannehill was that good. He was I and mean, his numbers weren't great in the playoffs, but he was ridiculous. During the second half of the fantasy season. So you're going to be able to steal him in the late rounds because, well, that's where we are with quarterbacks. They're, it's just a deep position. But Tannehill put up – he put up elite numbers, Marcus. He put up elite numbers, and you're going to be able to get that as a QB2 in the late rounds. So I, I'm really glad that that he, he remained in Tennessee. It was the perfect fit. He's not being coached by Adam Gase, who clearly is uh, an absolute just – I mean – anybody who plays for him, you got to, you got to rethink your, your value with it. even a guy like Le'Veon Bell, but, um, but Tannehill looked great uh, last season. I really think the Titans are a team on the rise too. Like, that team went into Baltimore and beat them in the playoffs on their home field. That team is on the rise. And a big part of it is because Ryan Tannehill was so good last season. And I, I think you're right. Like it's going to be hard for him to to continue to be that efficient. He'll still be pretty good though.
4: Um, how, how early are we drafting
5: Derrick Henry next year? Oh, he's first round pick. I mean, he's top eight, right? I I mean, I guess just off the top of my head, you're you're looking at, you know, CMC is going to be number one, Saquon, Zeke, Michael Thomas, you know, Kamara Cook, maybe Nuke, uh, and Henry's right there. And the thing is that people have to keep this in mind. Derrick Henry at the end of the year is going to put up bananas numbers, but he is a guy that in the last couple of seasons, you look at his numbers in the first half, I mean, I I'm doing a little bit of research right now and Henry Henry's numbers in the first half, you know, okay, but they weren't like he was giving you 20 points a game every single week. So that's what the Titans do with him and that's what they've done with him. Henry has been a guy who is going to going to see a little less work in the first half of the season and then once you get into the into the sun, into the winter months then he's going to blow up for you. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy was the, the leading rusher in the National Football League, and he scores a ton of touchdowns, no competition for carries. They cut Deion Lewis. So he's going to be a top-eight pick.
4: Um. So next thing, one that, that I think every, pretty much everybody nailed, Phillip Rivers is going to the Indianapolis Colts. He signs a one-year deal there to be their quarterback. Um. This is very much, I think, a – we know Phillip Rivers is near the end of his career. This might be kind of the last go-around for him. Uh, and then the Colts I don't know figure out what to do with their future (sighs) I mean on the one hand it's nice to know that he's going to be in a place with a better offensive line something he didn't have with the Chargers the last few years but again we talk about Tom Brady and age and whether or not the arm strength is there I mean Fabs at the end of last season there's no way around it Philip Rivers looked awful and if he still looks awful next year this doesn't look as good as maybe we thought it did
5: no I know and I do like the va- I do like the the move though from a fantasy perspective because Rivers had a down year, uh, no question about that. The offensive line didn't do many favors, and this is a this is a, a team though, and, and an offense under Frank Reich that has been it's 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 QB friendly. And if you look at Jacoby, percent was actually pretty good in the first half of the season before he got banged up, and then just everything went to hell after that. I, I do he's not going to be a QB one. Rivers is going to be a QB two. You're going to draft him in the late rounds uh it'll probably be you know 15 16 17 quarterback off the board maybe a little bit maybe even a little bit later than that but he is he's a player who's going to make ty hilton more reliable he'll make jack doyle more reliable maybe he'll help paris campbell bust out and the colts could end up using uh one of their early round draft picks on a wide receiver too which would just add to the value of rivers so i like the move I'd rather have, let's put it this way. If I had to choose between Bursett and Rivers under center in Annapolis, I'm going Rivers. And not saying he's going to be a QB one, I think he'll be a matchup based starter in, in DFS. He'll be a QB two in fantasy, traditional fantasy. But I think he's going to help make some of the players around him better. Hunter Henry was still really good last year. Keenan Allen was still really good last year. You know, Mike Williams sort of came on in the second half of last season. Austin Eckler was tremendous. And I, I do like that move uh, from a fantasy perspective. Rivers will go there. He's on a one-year deal, and uh, I think that is going to make fantasy owners more confident in the Colts' offensive skill position players.
4: Do we really think the Chargers are going to roll with Tyrod Taylor, or do they uh, do they draft do they trap somebody? Do they get Justin. No, Ford?
5: no. I mean, they, they've been tied. They've been tied to Herbert. They really like him. So you know, I tweeted this out though yesterday because you know, like the Chargers are going to draft their quarterback of the future. So you can't – the only player that they could have gotten and made made any sort of argument to, well, you know, it, it, we needed to get this guy to put butts in the seats is Tom Brady, right? Cam Newton's not putting butts in the seats. I'm sorry. He's not. And you know, what are you going to go out there and, and, and get, you know, Andy Dalton, uh, you know, Joe, uh, Joe Flack? No. So Tyrod Taylor, who, oh, by the way, was a pretty good fantasy quarterback during yeah. his time in yeah. Buffalo. Okay. I mean, he wasn't elite, but he was good. And I would argue that, and you can add me on Twitter if you want, he will be a very useful fantasy quarterback if he is in fact the guy to start the season. And at some point, like Tyrod's going to remember what happened a few years ago when like it was Tyrod and then all of a sudden Baker was there and then Baker just took over. So if the Chargers do draft that quarterback in the future, which we all expect them to do, Tyrod's going to start the season as the guy, but inevitably if the Chargers are not winning games, everyone's going to be pining for this kid and maybe it's going to be a good move for the chargers who are moving into the new stadium with the rams to get this kid out on the field because people will go out and, and and want to see him so yeah i feel like if they didn't get tom brady well tyrod's not garbage i mean i think he's a good player so um no i'm not surprised and tyrod's going to end up being draftable late maybe not in 10 team leagues but in 12 team leagues and 14 team leagues clearly he can run with it dude And and I don't care who you are. If you're a quarterback and you can run with it, you're going to have some value.
4: I mean, it'll be nice. The return of Ty God to to fantasy football. I know. It'll be be fun. I love it. Um, No surprise, Drew Brees goes back to New Orleans. I mean, he said if he was going to come back for a 20th season, it was going to be with the Saints. The Saints were very much saying, you know, we want him back if he wants to come back and play. So uh, I feel like sort of like with Dak and Amari staying in Dallas, Drew Brees coming back to New Orleans means... You know michael thomas will you know, very likely be the first wide receiver off the board uh, alvin camaro will be a guy who's a very high pick again that that offense kind of stays the same now that their their field general is back in place
5: yeah uh it, it's basically status quo there breeze was awesome down the stretch last season and i was wrong about him too uh, a couple of times he was playing outdoor road games i'm like uh and he he just he played bananas he was great he was awesome so He's long in the tooth, but I mean, dude, he's throwing the ball to Michael Thomas. Imagine, imagine if the same Scott like Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, like, because you would think they they need they want to get a wide receiver they to need pair. They need somebody else, yeah. Yeah, they they, they want to get somebody to pair to w- with uh, with Michael Thomas. And you know, Kamara should be better, right? Uh, you would think. Hopefully, he, he'll be better this year uh, in terms of his efficiency and getting into the end zone. I feel like that was sort of a. Uh, a blip on the radar for uh, for Camara. They've got talent there. Uh, Breeze is going to end up being he'll he'll be higher than Brady. He'll be in the like the Wentz tier. I feel like that's that's about where he's going to be. He'll be in that area. And um, if the Saints do some you know do some work in the draft and through free agency uh, you know to, to improve that Jared Cook will be back. They, they're going to have uh, you know they're going to have another season with an explosive offense. And Breeze will be uh, he'll he'll be Breeze.
4: Uh, so Breeze is in New Orleans. Teddy Bridgewater, who was his backup last year, stays in the division. He's uh, expected to sign with Carolina. The Panthers had all kind of quarterback problems last year with Cam Newton Hurts. Uh, they went through uh, what uh, Kyle Allen. They went through Will Greer. Now they're trying to move Cam Newton. So Teddy B looks like he's stepping in there. Uh, I think the big winners in this, Fab, has got to be uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel right now.
5: They're right. Their value is not going to decline. Let's put it that way. Okay. And but Bridgewater, like his value goes up clearly because he's a starter now. He's not a backup. He's not in New Orleans. But also keep this in mind: last year in six games where he led the Saints in pass attempts, he averaged 15 points a game, Marcus. That's not good in fantasy at quarterback. That's 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 subpar. And he did it with New Orleans' offense. And again, you know, Carolina's got talent. I mean, CMC. It's good for CMC because you know what. Teddy Bridgewater ain't doing too many quarterback sneaks at the goal line, you know, like right. Cam used to. So, <laughs> right. so it's good for CMC. No, I, I think I think it's fine for the for the pieces around Bridgewater, but I don't think Bridgewater's draftable in in most standard leagues. He's 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 okay, you know, he's, right. he, but he's he's not going to win you a fantasy league.
4: You no, know, I mean, I think he's I think he's just fine. It, I, it sort of makes me sad because I feel like he was on the verge of really big things in Minnesota a few years ago when he had that awesome right. knee injury.
1: Uh-huh. So
4: I I feel like we'll never get to see the full measure of what Teddy Bridgewater could have been. And that, that's sort of disappointing, but I, I'm kind of with you there that he's – he'll be fine. He'll be a guy to kind of move the offense, kind of keep the chains moving. But fantasy-wise, I don't know that he he offers a lot to
5: get all that excited. Yeah, he's – I mean, let's be honest. He's a game he, – he's hes sort of a game manager, right? He's going to get the ball into the hands of his playmakers, and that's how they're going to win games because Teddy Bridgewater is not going to go out there and and sling it around 50 times. Uh, Carolina doesn't want him to do that. That, and I think he he's a good fit for what they want to do. I, I don't know. I, I mean, you have to always be concerned with you know with the health issues. You know, he he has had a very serious injury in his career. Um, but overall, I think he's a good fit in reality for Carolina. In fantasy, though, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not super excited about the move.
4: Yeah. No. I I feel you on that. Um, The Bengals franchise tag A.J. Green that seemed like the only real course of action considering they sort of did weird things about not putting him on IR not trading him last year I don't really know what they were doing with A.J. Green but he's staying in Cincinnati. Um, mean fans, once upon a time this guy was a lock early second round pick I think those days are over but expecting to get Joe Burrow how high would you take a shot at A.J. Green next year.
5: He's going to end up being probably a top forty or fifty pick, so fourth or fifth round uh, for me. Probably end up being a a low wide receiver two, and it's not because of his talent, Marcus. It's because he's missed so much time, lower leg injuries. You know the, those things uh, right. c- can be problematic, and they have been. So uh, he's he's going to end up being probably you may be able to get him as a high wide receiver three in a smaller league, but probably going to end up uh, wide receiver two being you know, the guy there in, in, in uh, Cincinnati, but also keep in mind, like Tyler Boyd looked good last year. I did you looked good last year. John Ross will be healthy at least to begin the season. Though so there's a lot of miles to feed in Cincinnati now. So I wouldn't expect AJ again to come out and give you 80 catches, hundred, uh, you know, 1120 yard, uh, uh, or, or excuse me, 1200 yards and eight touchdowns. Like he relatively did pretty easily, um, during his salad days, but, he's still going to be a, a low wide receiver to even based on name value. But I, there, there's certainly some risk there with him too. I mean, he's not a guarantee. Right. No.
4: Yeah. And look, as somebody who, uh, you know, didn't spend a lot in an auction draft to get him last year and sort of held on. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd do that again this year. We'll see, but, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a tantalizing name. I'm sure if you're sitting around there in the, you know, fifth round or something like that, and he's still out there, he'll be tempting to, to try to, yeah. to try to put on your roster. Um, Kenyon Drake is staying in Arizona. The Cardinals transition tagged him. I mean, there's a chance somebody can come in and offer him, but I would imagine he will be with the Cardinals next year. This is sort of what we wanted, and we kind of get everything we want, too, with David Johnson not being there. That, I know, was our big concern last week, was if there would be a rotation. Now it's got to be, like, all systems go for Kenyon Drake. What, third round, second round? Where, where are we looking for him?
5: Yeah, I, I'd say second or third round. He was the, he was the RB3 in fantasy after he got traded. I I mean, he had a couple of monster freaking games. Like, you know, remember he had that game, I believe he had four touchdowns. And so like the, the, he wasn't the most reliable guy. There were a few games there where his numbers weren't tremendous, but he's a Marcus, he's a perfect fit for the offense. Like that offense is a fast offense and they need a guy like Drake who can catch the ball in the backfield as well. He's just a perfect fit. So they're not going to be able to stack the box against them because now you got to worry about covering new Hopkins and Christian Kirk and and Isabella and Fitzgerald. I mean, they've got a ton of talent there. So it's a great fit. I say second or third round, um, third round at the very, very latest, unless Arizona does something crazy and drafts uh, a running back, please don't. But right now, uh, Drake's value is certainly uh, certainly on the rise.
4: I feel like the Cardinals are going to be that team that everybody's trying to pick pieces of for their fantasy roster.
5: No, no doubt about it. You're absolutely right. Um, Austin Hooper has agreed to deal a
4: deal with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the guy was lights out. He was one of the top tight ends in fantasy before he got hurt last season. Now he goes to Cleveland. Um, I mean, I wonder, are there a lot of mouths to feed there? Cause you still got Odell. You got Jarvis Landry. David Njoku is still on the roster right now. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I feel like this is almost... There are too many miles to feed for Hooper to kind of repeat what he did last year. It kind of worries me for his value.
5: I'm not a fan of this move at all. And uh, like, I get it. Stefanski likes to run 12 personnel. So now he's got Hooper and Njoku. And he's like, I mean, you've got OBJ, you've got Jarvis. Kareem Hunt did most of his damage last year as a pass catcher. A lot of miles to feed, as you mentioned. So like in Atlanta, he would have been a top five tight end easy in Cleveland. I'd say he's probably back into the top 10 now. And, that, and partially because the tight end position is just, I mean, last year there were, we had some emerging guys, but overall it wasn't good when Witten's the tight end 11, that's all you need to know. So not a good move for his fantasy value. Not at all. I mean, it's all good for Baker. They're doing everything. They're improving the offensive line. They're doing everything in their power to make Baker Mayfield uh, meet expectations. Uh, there's no question about that. So it's good for Baker, but for Hooper, Eh, eh, I, I would have rather seen him go to Washington for example because I want targets I want opportunities and Hooper had what 97 targets last year he was the tight end one before he got hurt not going to happen in 2020
4: are we buying back in on Baker the way we did last year now
5: no hell no hell no. <laughs> no 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 no. I mean like I mean stupidly I had Baker as the QB six I think in my rankings QB five or six and that blew up right in my face and uh in the face of a lot of fantasy analysts but no still late round qb2 now I, we, we've we been bitten Marcus you know you know once bitten twice shy so uh bigger bigger's not moving up in my rankings that much
4: all right well a tight end that I think does get a boost the Ravens trade Hayden Hurst. uh they trade him away to the Atlanta Falcons uh Hearst was kind of like the Ravens I, I joked the other day that the Ravens had been hoarding tight ends like people with toilet paper right they just had so <laughs> and Now Hayden Hurst gets out of the shadow of Mark Andrews. He goes to Atlanta that has an opening now because Austin Hooper is gone. This seems like really good news for a guy that I think has has always been talented and just has never gotten the opportunity to really show it.
5: He was a first round pick like in 2018. I mean, remember when we were scouting tight ends that year, like everyone was talking about how good he was and and it just didn't happen in Baltimore. And, but you know, Baltimore had a lot of tight ends. Like, you know, he kind of got lost in the mix there. Uh, injuries were also a little bit of a concern for him, but yeah, I mean, like I just said, 97 targets are available in Atlanta's passing game because Austin Hooper went to Cleveland. I'm not saying all 97 are going to Hayden Hurst, but they didn't trade for him for nothing. So is he a tight end one? He could be, he could be when the smoke clears, in 2020. but he is going to be a nice tight end too. Yeah, I I just
4: think this is a great spot, and I know we say this all the time. We are hurting for tight ends, so anytime there's one that gets into a new situation with more opportunity, uh, it is a reason to be excited.
1: Um, It's a good
5: fantasy move, yes.
4: Yes. Uh, Last bit of of player movement news. Marcus Mariota, Jason Witten, both joining the Raiders. Does either one of them do anything for you
5: there? So Mariota basically is in the same situation as he was in Tennessee, where he's going to end up being a backup. If Derek Carr falters, or if for some reason they trade him, which there's been rumors about that, but I mean, you know, you, you can't believe you know anything that you read on the internet these days. But if Carr opens camp as the starter, Mariota is undraftable. If Carr falters, Mariota could end up having some value. Keep in mind, Mike Mayock, when Mariota came out, had him ranked as his number one quarterback, so he likes Mariota clearly, and. I wouldn't be surprised if Mariota started games for the Raiders and maybe significant games for the Raiders. We'll see. But at this point when you're talking about drafts, not draftable, Jason Witten, I mean, dude, could you go to a worse place? Like he's going in there to mentor uh, Darren Waller. Witten, and I'm going to hate seeing him in a Raiders. It's going to suck. I hate because I love Jason Witten. But I mean the Raiders didn't run a whole lot of 12 personnel last year at all. So – it's a mentor thing. His targets are going down. His snaps are going down. He's not going to be draftable.
4: Uh, hey, bit of a, a news that just kind of came across my Twitter feed as we're sitting here talking. Gary Klein of the LA Times saying that uh, Todd Gurley could be traded or cut by Friday, as long wow. as for some financial flexibility. Um, I had heard we had heard rumors that maybe they were trying to trade him. I don't know that anybody, nobody's going to want to take on that contract that the Rams just signed him to, especially for the production. Uh, that he's been giving so that's another big name that could be out there which leads me to the last part of our our pod here there are a handful of big names still out there right you got a couple of quarterbacks in cam newton and Jameis winston melvin gordon still out there robbie anderson is still out there todd Gurley could be out there i mean fabs these are guys that could potentially make huge impacts not just on the field but certainly in fantasy depending on where they land coming up
5: yeah no question the problem is there's a lot of good running backs in the draft. So like when you go through the list of 32 NFL teams, like outside of Tampa Bay, I mean, honestly, like I'll give you a second to to take a look. Where can these guys go where they'll be featured backs? Right? I mean, like the Dolphins signed Jordan Howard and they're going to draft a guy. So that's going to be a disaster. Like everyone's going to be like, God damn it. It's all, it's, you know, 2019 all over again with Miles Sanders, except for this time it's going to be Jonathan Taylor or it's going to be DeAndre Swift or whoever it's going to be in Miami. Tampa Bay is the only team that has that, that big role potentially. I mean, okay. I know Ronald Jones is there, but no disrespect to USC. I just don't see him being a, I I just don't see him being a featured back. I just don't. Yeah. So, I mean, but like, honestly, like where can he go? Like you go through the teams. There's no team in the national football league right now that can offer Melvin Gordon, a featured role, (laughs) except for Tampa. And the same is the same is going to go for Todd Gurley. If a team trades for Todd Gurley, they're going to have to eat some of that contract. They're probably going to have to give, you know, give the Rams a decent draft pick in return. So he'll be the starter. But I mean, there's these teams in in the league right now. I mean, like, you know, if somebody got traded to say, I don't know, Indianapolis, right? Okay, like I I would see Gurley or, or Gordon ahead of ahead of uh, Marlon Mack, but Marlon Mack's going to see a role. If Buffalo went out and signed Melvin Gordon or traded for Todd Gurley, okay, I could see those guys being the starters, but Devin Singletary is going to take carries away from them at some point. So there's no place in the league right now that has an opening for a true featured back. It's just, it's just not out there. So anywhere that they go, they're going to, they could end up being in uh, committees where they're like, you know, the top option in the committee, But it's not going to be like a few years ago where Gordon and Gurley were getting all the touches and they were putting up monster numbers. Fantasy owners, it's not going to happen.
4: How wild is it to think that Todd Gurley can go from being like a consensus number one overall pick
5: a few years ago in fantasy to like a guy who's just a platoon back? I mean, it's It's, life and death fast, huh? Yeah, dude. I mean, that's why running backs want to get paid because that's that happens to them. Like it happens quick, man. And Gurley was a beast. I mean, even Gurley last year. Like in the first half of the season, uh, yeah, he was driving you nuts. Second half of the season, Gru was pretty good. I mean, he ended up he ended up putting pretty putting up pretty good numbers for you. Um, so listen, he he was the RB fourteen last year. He averages about fifteen points per game, and I think that's probably what you're going to expect from him uh, in twenty twenty in a best case scenario, Marcus. Because if the Rams deal him or cut him, there's nowhere he can go where he's going to get the ball enough times where he's gonna end up being a top five back.
4: Yeah. Uh hey, one thing I I forgot to mention that we did not mention Nick Foles going to the Bears. Um I look I think Nick Foles is who he is, right? But I'm sort of excited for Allen Robinson because I want good things for him. I want him to actually play with a good quarterback and Nick Foles might be the best quarterback he's played with so far in his career.
5: That's not saying much. That's not saying uh, much. So yeah so so do you feel like Foles is the starter like their trubisky is not going to get a chance
4: i think he'll get a chance but i mean this literally is the end of his rope like if he doesn't come out and if he's not lights out in training camp i can very well see nick Foles either starting week one or maybe a couple of weeks into the season
5: see i was surprised like cam newton's available for trade i feel like no one's going to trade trade anything for him they're going to wait until the panthers caught him because you can't get medicals on him because of the coronavirus situation. Now there's a rule uh, against that. And so teams are not going to give you anything significant for them, right? So the Panthers probably end up cutting him. I would have thought Kane would have been a nice fit in Chicago. Yeah, because, yeah. because Nick Foles, for me, okay, he what has he done outside of Philadelphia? He hasn't done anything. He's done nothing, like, at right. all. So – and. So here's here's a couple of positives though when it comes when it comes to Foles and his value. Like I feel like if we're talking winners and losers, I feel like he's kind of a push uh, in terms of the movement. He Matt Nagy was his offensive coordinator in Kansas City. Uh, John D. Filippo was his was his quarterbacks coach in Philadelphia. So I mean that's that's going to be good, right? So th- there's there's uh, there's going to be not much of a learning curve in terms of the offense. But every time Foles has gone anywhere, Marcus, anywhere, St. Louis, last year to Jacksonville, it hasn't worked out. And so, like, I don't know that it's going to work out in Chicago. Like, I'm not drafting him or Trubisky, to be quite honest with you. And at the end of the day, the quarterback position is so deep that those guys are going to end up being waiver wire fodder anyways from a fantasy standpoint. But I don't know if it's going to work out. I mean, I I really don't because that's what Foles has been. Uh, he has been a guy that people talk up. He's so good. He's the top quarterback on the market. Let's go out and get him. And then Gardner Mitchell is your quarterback, you know, right. so uh, no, we'll no, I,
4: I agree. I mean, I think it's sort of a lateral move. But I think it's I think it's the Bears signaling that they've had just about enough of Mitch Trubisky and they're ready to do something new. And Foles is kind of a short term answer until they can figure out something more
5: stable. Um, but and I, and now we get we get the mustache all yeah, season so long. long yeah
4: Minshew Minshew's uh, Ma- gonna get drafted
5: and Foles is not yeah no,
4: absolutely that's absolutely going to happen down there in Jacksonville no doubt Um, last thing I mean Robbie Anderson seems to be like one of the big wide receiver shoes we're waiting to drop can the Packers just go on and sign him already can we just that's what that I with? want
5: yeah I mean that would be great it, Robbie's not a number one and but <laughs> dude when Robbie go- when Robbie leaves the Jets who the hell's playing wide receiver for them like, they have I mean, nothing. It's, it's the Jamison Crowder show, right? He's going to get yeah, like Yeah, I mean, that's targets. it. They've, they've got nothing. So, uh, Robbie Anderson was never a number one in the league. Uh, he He's a field stretcher who can be a good complementary piece to a guy like Devontae Adams and catching balls from Aaron Rodgers, even though he wasn't that great last year. Fantasy-wise, he's still freaking Aaron Rodgers. So, that would be the best fit for me. Uh, put him in an offense where, where he can go out there and, and try to beat defenses deep, get behind the defense, make some plays in the vertical pass attack and, and not have to be leaned on, you know, as, as a guy who's going to you know catch 70, 80 balls because that's not going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. So.
4: All right. Um, those are some of the big news. I don't know. Is there anything big that we missed? Anything out there that's still floating around? That's there's been,
5: I mean, there, there's been so much going on. I mean, and thank goodness for the NFL because. It is. It's it, every, every news channel you put on, it, it sucks. Everything's bad news about this and that with the coronavirus. And then there was talk that the NFL, you know, might sort of delay free agency because the optics were bad because all these players are signed up for all this money. Hell dude, this has been great for us as a society uh, and, and football fans, because we've got, dude, we're all stuck in our houses right now. You can't do anything. And sp- there's no sports at all. Nothing. And so the NFL's come in and there hadn't been any games, but the excitement has been, has been pretty good. Uh, It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And with Tom Brady, you know, inevitably signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's going to be, you know, obviously it's been a big story as well. So at least the NFL and the NFL also, also, by the way, has given everybody free access to game pass. Yeah. So
4: I was going to mention you,
5: that. Yeah. yeah so, so you can go out and, and and check that out. I tweeted it out. Marcus has tweeted it out. It's out there on NFL Twitter. Uh, so go out and, you know, watch some games, have some fun with that, but it, it's, it, it's been, it's been nice. It's been a nice distraction in a tough time. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have, we're gonna have more, you know, more sort of, you know, balls to drop here soon, as you mentioned, you know, with Gordon and Cam. Where are they gonna go? Is Andy Dalton gonna get traded to the Patriots? There's still a lot of fun out there, guys. So as much as it's hard right now for everybody um, following the NFL and what's going on with the league on social media, on NFL Network, hell, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing shows from home with my camera jammed into my uh, my window blind so it doesn't move. Um, it's it's at least you have something to distract. From what's going on in the world right now
4: no doubt about it by the way yeah fab's mentioned the game pass is available go get it uh we are tinkering with this idea of doing virtual game nights Where we're going to pick a game that's on game pass we'll watch it we'll all watch together we'll tweet about it we'll just have a good time it'll be sort of like we're all watching tnf together or something like that so, <laughs>
5: uh,
4: keep an eye out on our fantasy handle uh the nfl fantasy handle on twitter we'll give you more details about that so hopefully uh, that's a thing you can join and if it goes well we'll probably try to do it every week at least as long as You know, this is our new normal. So uh yeah, so that's it. Uh that's it. We're done. We appreciate you listening appreciate you downloading and listening as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate review. And remember, if your body's not right, the rest of your day will go wrong. Please, please, please take care of yourselves and we'll see you all next week.
5: Take care, everybody.
3: Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new?
1: a jc penny fashion counts for everybody